Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean Line Media presents the Olivia Fox Podcast. Welcome to the Olivia Fox Podcast. I am she, she is me, and we are up in here want to thank you guys so much for tuning in each and every episode. Oh my goodness. I can't say it enough. Tell a friend to tell a friend we are up in here and we are doing it for the community and for our peoples. So let's get into it. Kind of keeping with our, you know, theme of mentoring, motivating, enlightening, elevating others. Today we have a special guest, good friend, someone that I heard about way before I even met, met through youth sports, daughter running track, but I heard about this coach. They said, Olivia, you've got to meet. She is the premier track coach for young boys and girls, the people that she's been able to mentor and send on to other careers. She's a 20 plus year veteran, attorney, entertainment, sports, I got so much to talk about, but please welcome to the podcast, Pamela Crockett. Hello. Hello, and thank you so very much for that introduction. Thank you for um, giving me the opportunity to talk to you, Pam. Um, It's really an honor, and I appreciate it. So let's get into it. Um, There are several things I want to kind of touch upon, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself to folk who are listening to the Olivia Fox podcast. Well, my name is Pamela Crockett, and I am super grateful to wear a myriad of hats. But one thing, I do not currently practice law, so I just definitely wanted to be clear on that. But the hats that I do wear, I am a master fundraiser. Why? Because I feel that and find that when African-American women in particular want to present something, whether it is a film, whether it is a real estate project, whether it is something else, I don't care how great their resources are. They have to start all over. They have to do crowdfunding, GoFundMe. And I think that is absolutely unfair because we have so much to add. So I have added that as a premier component of my services because I want to make sure we can get things done that we want to get done. That's the first thing. Second, I am an author. I wrote a book many years ago called Get Over Girls in the words of sisters in their 20s. And it was a time capsule so that when we reach this age today, we could see how we thought and what we felt those many years ago. And the most amazing thing, when I reread the book recently, I said, wow, we were kind of spot on and a little bit advanced because it makes sense today. But the novel that, or not novel, the project, the anthology that I'm currently on is called Women Behind the Mic. And it is a real testament and treasure to the women who worked behind the mic in the music business. And my behind the mic was Wayne Barrow, who was one of Biggie Smalls' managers. The third thing that I'm doing is I'm in the NIL space, name, image, and likeness with college athletics. It was a perfect platform for me because as a youth coach, my kids are now largely matriculating to college. And I said, hey, they can make money off of their name, image, and likeness, and I'm going to help them, and I'm going to protect them, and it's a little bit easier because they already know me and they trust me. The fourth thing is I am now, because I'm a master fundraiser, I'm a movie producer. I did two movies this year. I wish I never met you with... 
Um, Christina Roberts, professionally known to many of you all as Zane, or formerly known to many of you all as Zane, the erotic author. And just recently, last week, I released my second project, was which was a theatrical film release. It was concentrated in New York, and it is called Fast Dreams. It is a story of Bianca Knight, an amazing teenage phenom who went on to become an Olympic gold medal and a world record holder. Amazing. I am a track coach and it is the most amazing platform. And what I so love about that is through all of my life struggles, it was the one thing that nobody could knock me off my center from. And it was because I knew I owed these young people and that it was bigger than track. It was, I'm going to help them be the best person they could be. And they're going to use their athletic ability to get the greatest education they can. And I've watched these kids go to Stanford and Harvard and Michigan and Notre Dame and become lawyers and Google execs and so many other things. So yeah, I'm super proud to wear these five hats and, and mount what is about to be an incredible comeback. Amazing. Now, there's a underlying theme with all those different things that you do, the jobs and the mentoring and the coaching. It is seems like your passion is helping people, um, specifically young people, specifically women, uh, people of color in our communities. How did you know? Because a lot of people go through their entire lives and they never really live with passion. They don't know what their calling is. How did you know? And when did you know your calling, what you were going to be, what you wanted to do? How did you get there? I kid you not. I believe I've known since I was about 10 years old. And it was just as a child living in the inner city of New York. I'm sorry, but if you're home right now, I'm in Manhattan. I'm from Brooklyn. And I watched the way my mom and and our neighbors were mistreated. And I said, there has to be something we could do. And I researched it and it said, you could be a lawyer. And I looked at being a lawyer or a doctor, but when I got older, I was still in high school. My dad was in an accident and he was hospitalized for a considerable amount of time. So I was like, being in the hospital with him, I thought I could make contributions, but I would be limited. But as a lawyer, I could have a social platform and I could be out and about and I could help people. And then even, you know, I haven't practiced in 10 years, I realize and I accept that I'm here for service. A lot yes. of people take that as a, as a diss. I take that as an honor because it is what I believe he has called me to do. And again, when I say I knew that when I was younger, my sister was a world-class athlete. And mm -hmm. at like 13, 14, I'm like, I'm her promoter. I'm, I don't care what it is. I see her ability and I'm going to uplift that. And when I finally accepted the services, my platform, because it was always my passion, I embraced that and said, whatever that means, I'm going to do that. Whoever it helps, no one owes me anything. But like you absolutely said, I'm about all things women. I'm about all things young people. And I'm about all things people of color. One thing I have found doing this podcast, it's not even six degrees of separation with people anymore. I would say maybe one or two. I had a guest on last week, Dr. Joyce Brookshire, and come to find out that's your good friend. You guys are doing things together. But I'm telling you, it seems like when folks are really about their business, and it's not just about money, it's about uplifting and educating and mentoring others, it seems like the circle's so tight. And you'll meet somebody, and then you come to find out they know this person. Then they find out they know this person. So it's a beautiful thing to be able to have this networking experience where you don't know who knows who, but then once you find out, it's like, okay, 
Okay, I see the tie. Now, you were mentioning um, working with young people with track and field. You were athlete as well, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That is correct. So how do you know when you see an athlete that is, you know, because all kids, you know, they're, they, they, they do their thing and they participate and it's great. But when you see a premier young person, an elite athlete, how do you spot that? First and foremost, I learned as a track athlete that anyone can be really good. It's who's behind them. A lot of coaches will gravitate towards the best kid. And some people have accused me of that. But I knew for a fact that wasn't the way I handled things. Because if that was the coach I was, I would not have gravitated towards myself. I started running when I was 10. It took me six years to be really good. So from 10 to 16, I was the kid who only made trips because if I didn't go, my sister was not going to go, which I thought was amazing for a 12, 13, 14-year-old girl to protest so that her little sister wouldn't be left out. But I was never going to be on the relays. I was never going to be on the travel team. And then all of a sudden at 16, I was the relay and I was the travel team. So going in as a coach, I learned the patience. And honestly, it it in it embraces and includes everything from a child's attitude. Most importantly, I will take a kid that has 90% effort over a kid that has 90% talent because I can't teach you to want it. Mm. You know, you have to have that. And most kids, when they see this coach legitimately believes in me, they're going to try. Even, even with my own daughter, I remember being at an event and she was doing the long jump. She had four jumps. Her first jump, she scratched. Her second jump was measurable, but it was terrible. And then her third jump, she scratched. And she started crying, like not bawling, but tears were coming down her eyes. So I ran down to the runway and I said, Jereen, why could Superman fly? And she's looking at me. I said, why? Why do you think he could fly? And she shrugged her shoulders. I said, because he believed he could. She came down the runway and broke the facility record what? <laughs> and, and realized at that moment, that's my mom speaking, I'm an elite athlete. And I was like, so many of us have the ability because what it takes to be great is really basic. A lot of kids who come to run with me, like your daughter, they have a basic body type that tells me they can do a lot of things with this. And if, if coaches and parents and the community and bullies and everything else isn't beating them down, I'm going to be able to get results out of those kids. I'm going to assure that to them and to myself. The thing that I was most impressed by you was how important the academic piece was to with being an athlete. And I think because of that, so many children have benefited from that lesson to get those books first. Because we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, kids going to college. And so if you can have that academic background where the grades are there and then you've got this talent, you, 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 you could just roll on through, through school and not have to have debt. You know what I mean? So how do you stress that to a child without being too much where academics, academics, academics? Academics is within their sole control as far as I'm concerned. They determine, am I going to do my homework? Am I going to go to school? Am I going to be present? Am I going to raise my hand? Am I going to complete my assignments? Am I going to complete my assignments on time? And one beautiful thing about the parents you are and the kids you delivered me 
a lot of those kids were absolutely naturally academically gifted. I mean, we've had mm. kids full speed get 15, 20 on the SAT and 34 and 36 and 32 on the ACT. So if you're one of the top athletes in the country and you're boasting over 1,500 on your SAT, I can literally call anyone in the country and say, here's a kid who's nationally ranked and they're in the top 95th, 99th percentile on their you know, standardized scores. And I always tell kids and parents, when we take this test, we go into these tests, do not imagine that you're not going to be a good test taker. You haven't taken enough tests to know. Let's knock this out. And if we don't get it the first time, just like we do in track and field, we're going to keep going back. You can't give up. You got to stay the course. Stay the course and believe in oneself. I know you were um, a part of an event with Dr. Joyce Brookshire here in D.C. recently. Um, and you guys, as you mentioned, had the behind the mic. And I saw an interview that you did and you were talking about how so many times in the entertainment industry, we our stories aren't told. For whatever reason, we're, we're left behind or kind of slighted. And I know that's probably in most industries, but particularly for black women. So what was the motivation to start this movement that you guys have, have taken on? It was, and what has been the response? I'm sorry. It was as I'm sure LaJoyce Brookshire said when she spoke to you last week, it, the erasure of our presence and our stories in a business that we unequivocally were the backbones in. We had to do the behind the scenes. And it was an amazing time because so many of us were granted that entree as pretty young women. So, you know, we're 25 and 26 getting an opportunity to work with nationally acclaimed artists and it's our first shot and we know if we don't do it right our last shot so we really went all the way hard and all the way extra to make it happen for them and literally as LaJoy said in her story she watched a movie the notorious story and at the point in time where she literally could identify herself they used someone who didn't look like her who was not her gender who was not her color etc mm. Just basically erased her. Took her right out of the equation in front of her. She said she stood up in the theater and screamed because she's like, that is literally me. And it's not that I had to be in the credits. It's not that you had to say my name, but to watch you replace me with the most antithetical character that you could. It's just blatantly unfair. So and how it, can people find out more about the behind the mic? Because I know there are industries, tech, you know, even broadcasting media. Um, we've talked about with coaching and how, you know, men coaches and women coaches and how things turn around or how things end up going. If someone finds themselves where they're like, you know, I'd really like to more know more about this. How would they find that out? Well, it's a book. First of all, I'm in the second volume. The first volume is out. The second volume will be released next month. It's called Women Behind the Mic. And we are on tour. LaJoyce, Audra Washington and myself we were at an event at American University two weeks ago and, you know, basically gave our own stories. Um, there have been appearances in New York at the Apollo. There have been appearances in the Poconos, one overseas. There's been one in Las Vegas. And we're going to mount a major tour so we can get the word out. Because the other part of it is to try and motivate and uplift other um, young women or other people in general and to help usher them into the entertainment business. Because when young people try to get in the entertainment business, everybody tells them how and why they can't. 
Right. And we're like, wait a minute, we know the how and why of how you can, so we want to be that as well. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. And really, honestly, I think with young people, if they actually see somebody that's doing what they want to do, then they believe that it's possible. It's possible. Hands down. And again, if you believe it. Absolutely. Hands down. And then for so many people beating you down and telling you it can't be done, that really becomes your posture. And then someone ushers you in. And as I said, people held my hand and held the door open. I'm more than inclined to return that favor and then some. If there are young people listening, uh, specifically women, and they feel like they have a, a, a passion with them, because like you said, sometimes it comes when you're younger, and but they just don't have that mentor or somebody that can kind of show them the way. Do you offer that Absolutely. to people? That's an obligation as far as I'm concerned. I actually... When I was um, right out of law school, I had a mentorship program through a company that I founded. It was called BOSS, and it stood for Black Women Overcoming Social Statistics. And what I did through that program is I went straight to the high school that I graduated from, and I rounded up as many young people as I could with the assistance of the administrators and the teachers. And I said, here's the deal. You guys are 17 and 18, and you have no idea how this is going to go. I'm going to help shortcut it for you. And recently I had a conversation with some of those women and I honestly was, was taken aback because three of the women said, I got to college because you literally drove me. I didn't even wow. think about it. I just remember saying, Hey, we're going to get this done. However it needs to be done. And I remember one young lady asking me if I could, she told me she didn't have a way to get to school. Could I help her? And I said, sure. And she said, you don't even know where I'm going. I said, I know how to drive. I have enough money to buy a plane ticket a bus ticket or a train ticket, I'm going to get you to school. And the most amazing thing, I did drive her. She went to school at the University of Albany. And two years later, I'm watching television, and this young lady was being featured because she returned to New York City and became a foster parent to her siblings. And this same young lady was telling her story to Oprah Winfrey. And I was so honored, literally, that I just helped her get to school. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I felt it was the obligation that we have. So I was honored to do that. And through that program, we had almost 200 young women, 100% of them graduated from college. Most of them got two degrees and most of them were first generation. So mentorship is absolutely me. And if I can't personally be your mentor, I will find you one. Just like through the program boss, what I did was I went and found my other friends who were in their 20s who were professionals who were from the inner cities and they were one was a material scientist one was a professor several were doctors engineers lawyers nurses and and everybody was excited to be that mentor to the next person because a lot of us didn't really have that so our path was a lot harder and again I'm all about streamlining and help the next generation take the shortcuts but take them the proper way on a personal note 
how do you balance everything? Because I knew some things, Pam, but I didn't know you was doing all this. So <laughs> how do you keep it together, girl? I mean, like most of us, it's, it's faith, it's, it's belief in the God we serve. It's trying to stay centered, which honestly is very hard. I'm not going to sit here and profess that I can always do that. I've had tremendous struggles and sometimes I can maneuver my way through them and sometimes I need to tap out. But when people are relying on me, I believe I'm my absolute best, whether those people are my children. And I'm so proud of my three children. My daughter just learned that she passed the bar three weeks ago. So oh, congratulations. Have, thank you. To have a daughter who's a lawyer. She graduated from NYU Law School. She works at the number one firm in New York City. And just to, to have been there on that journey and see the points in, in her life when she may not have had the confidence, like I'm telling you about her story in the long jump and me saying, I'm going to show you how to do this. I remember being in law school and people saying that the advantage that so many of our non-African-American classmates had over us was they grew up across the table from, they grew up sitting across the table from an attorney. Well, guess what? My children grew up sitting across the table from an attorney also. And one day my daughter literally said to me, I cannot believe it's this easy. And it's easy because again, she had somebody who could help her take the shortcut and take it the right way. That's legacy right there. Right there, of course, your children are your legacy, but to be able to have the impact on people like that, to go on to excellence and greatness, and still they have taken on your what you have done and reached back and helped somebody else. So that's really what it's all about. Pam, I'm just, wow. Like I said, I knew some stuff, but I didn't know you was doing all this. I'm like, okay, you are the phenomenal woman. Now, I know you said you're getting into producing films. The Fast Dreams... Um, you described a little bit about that, but how, cause I know you premiered it, what in Queens, is that correct? Yeah, correct. Cause I saw it on Facebook and you was like, my movie's almost sold. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. When she start doing movies. So can, how can people get in, you know, check this movie out? Cause it sounds like something that a lot of young people need to see. Right. We are, um, rolling it out as a motivational piece for young people. We started in Queens with the purpose of, um, with the opportunity granted to us by the Regal Theater and to give ourselves an opportunity to at least be considered for an NAACP Image Award nomination. The eventual major rollout will take place after the holidays and after the weather gets a little bit better, but we're going to hit all of the major cities. Again, being a track coach, being a former track athlete, um, I don't know, most people probably don't know, I was one of the first girls in the New York City public school system to play on a co-ed basketball team. So this For is real? my was first and I was second. Yes. Wow. Damn. So, so, did everything. So to, to see, you know, this young lady, as I said, she was a 15-year-old phenom and went to the University of Texas and went pro after one year, you know, was one and done but got into the, the pros or the major leagues, as we call it, and it wasn't that easy, but she did not give up. And to see the story of the, what worked and what didn't work and her struggles and her triumphs is amazing. My sister says she literally was in the theater standing up. And again, my sister, you know, was a world-class athlete. So to have that kind of response from her makes me feel like we did a good job. 
What do you, because I know some of the athletes that you've worked with that have gone on uh, to major colleges, major colleges and pros and things of that nature. What is it like for you in your heart to see one of your kids that you've had since they were babies and see them just evolve to where they are? How is that? How is that feeling inside of you to see that? And then you've touched so many kids. It's an unbelievable feeling at absolutely every level. At the beginning of the football season on the same Saturday, I had a kid from Full Speed, DJ Brown at Notre Dame, make an interception and Nicholas Harbor at University of South Nick. for a touchdown. And I said, not bad for a girl track coach. What? At this time, I literally have 21 athletes at D1 schools today, right now. Not the ones who graduated, but just right now. And, you know, to know that most of those people and their parents trusted me and believed in me. And like Nicholas Harbour joined my team at eight and DJ Brown joined my team at nine. And to see them at the level they're at, DJ is an NFL hopeful and he's getting his master's degree at Notre Dame. And he got his graduate degree at Notre Dame in business. So it is the most fulfilling feeling. It's like, literally, these are my children. And, you know, as I said, my daughter, my sons have done quite well. My oldest son is getting a master's at the University of Michigan. My youngest son um, is on the dean's list and the track team at the University of Virginia. He speaks fluent Chinese. And when I tell you these kids are getting it done, we sent a kid, Dorian Maddox, to Stanford. He was on another track team when he went to college, but he was one of the kids who came to me when he was 11 years old and I molded him with my message of you're going to do this through education because you're a premier athlete. And when it was time to go to school, it was like, I'm going to take these academics and get the best degree I can. And he did that. He Maybe. did that. So let me just say this, because I got to put it out there. I'm talking firsthand. If you're in the Washington DC metropolitan area, you have to look up Pamela Crockett with Full speed. Love it. Support it. Can't wait to get back into the outdoor season so I can come to the indoor and be a little tight pan, but I can, I can come out for the outdoor. How can people find out about your nonprofit and your track club? www.fullspeedathletics.net. It will show you a story and a glimpse of what we have done over the years. And if you have a child 8 to 18, you are more than welcome. I'm actually looking at finding a coach in Washington D itself so that we can broaden our umbrella. But right now we coach at Laurel High School and I put a tremendous amount of energy now on the high school kids because I want to get your kid into college. I want to get them into the college of their choice and I want to help them get as much money as they humanly possibly can. And she absolutely can do it, has done it and will continue to do so. Pam, are there any closing words that you'd like to leave with people that they, you know, could inspire them? Because if anything, if nothing else, you are definitely a motivator and, and an inspiration. As I said earlier, I'm about uplifting all things women and all things young people. I believe that we can truly, honestly accomplish the unimaginable. And a lot of it doesn't happen simply because people don't have the platform. So many people have helped me in my process. I was telling a story the other day about a high school teacher who helped me. Then I realized she wasn't even my teacher. She was just a part of my village and she just believed in me. And what she did for me 
well, she taught me how to write. And it's got to be one of the greatest skills I have to this moment and what has had me traverse through the greatest uh, schools in the country. I'm literally sitting outside of NYU Law School and I'm an alum of NYU Law, which is a huge deal. I'm also an alum of the University of Michigan Law School. So I am willing, interested, able in person by email, however I can to help you get to that next level. And having represented professional athletes and entertainers, writers, I actually even worked on a project with Johnny Cochran. I learned the simplicity of it all is, do you truly believe it? And is there one person outside of a person who you feel has to believe in you, who also believes it? If, if you can check those boxes, we can make it happen. How do they get in contact with you? I am, uh, my email is the- Or social media, whichever you feel comfortable. Okay. Sure, I, I want people to reach me how, however they humanly can. My email is Crockett, C-R-O-C-K-E-T-T, consulting group at gmail.com or Pamela at mgblue.com. My Twitter is PC Thoughts. My Instagram is BK for Brooklyn underscore Pamela Crockett. And Facebook is Pamela Crockett. And you will see me there with a University of Michigan banner because I am absolutely all things my alma mater. Go blue. Okay. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> Ten toes down. That's right. I mean, like, look at Pamela with Spike Lee. Let me find out. <laughs> It has been such a pleasure. I, you know, I'm, I'm enlightened. I didn't know. Now nah, I know. But this woman is the real deal. The real deal. So I appreciate you so much for coming on my podcast, Pamela. Really, thank you so much. Continue success and continue to inspire the next generation because you are doing it. You are doing it. That's going to do it for the Libby Fox podcast. I'm telling y'all, we'll be having some heavy hitters on this joint. Really, you got to tune in because each and every episode, phenomenal people doing excellence within our communities and outward. Gosh, I'm over here blown. I'm trying to be cool, Pam, but I'm like, wow. <laughs> anyway, you guys, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about the Olivia Fox podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And we will talk again soon. The Olivia Fox Podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean Online Media Podcast Network at Mean Online Media. Get the Mean Online Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production.